to death and aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two friends who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Courtney. And Courtney, how are you? I'm sleepy, but otherwise, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm, uh, I'm becoming a brand new person, as I have been for the past month. So I've been trying out some new things, and uh, I got my nails done like acrylic nails for the first time in my entire life. I understand that I'm 30 and that's not usually how long you wait to get acrylic nails, but I did it. And now I'm obsessed. I keep tapping on things and like, I don't know. I just like, Isn't it, wonderful? Things. it is my favorite thing in the whole world. And I was like, I hope I don't ever end up on the street because I don't think I can quit having nails now. Like, no. but you have to pay for them, which yeah. is not super fun. Um, but yeah, so I've been just kind of like taking taking my time. I had a really really little I can't talk today. <laughs> I had a really relaxing weekend with my nails getting done, and like my friend came in, my friend Zach, who I don't know if he actually listens, but he does uh, interact on Instagram with us. So yeah, if you listen, hi. If you don't, that's fine. Um, I guess. But yes. uh, we had lunch on Saturday, and so I just kind of like slept a lot, and uh, and I'm still sleepy, but. I'm trying to like relax and chill and be a new person. Yeah, I like it. I so how are you? You know, also I guess trying to be a new person. Um, I had a Zoom meeting with my advisor because I'm going back to school. Yay! Yay! More student debt. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and I next week I start classes again, which I haven't been in a class since 2017, so I don't know how that's going to go. You make me want to go back to school. Like, just put everything go back to school. I'm, like, almost excited. I'm excited. No, it's like... No, I'm, I'm excited about what it means for, like, my career. I'm excited about the actual sure. content of the classes. But also there's a part of me that, like, could honestly just be in college forever and never, like, feel bad about it. Yeah, I think I could be, too. Like, I get, like, test anxiety sometimes. But, like, if I know that I'm not, like, if I don't pass this test, like, I'm not going to graduate next year. Like, I'm just, like, never going to graduate because I'm going to do it forever. Like, I think yeah. I have less test anxiety and just would, like, just enjoy it. Like, I just want to take classes about everything. <sighs> Maybe I'm going to look at Coursera tonight when we get off. I, like, I do this, and, oh, my gosh, like, every three months I go on Coursera again and, like, find a new course to try and take, and then I don't finish it. No. Every time. It's okay. I don't um, have time. <laughs> today, Dan had a book that he bought recently called The Inheritance of Rome, and it was, like, a history book about Rome, and it's, like, yay thick. For those of you on audio, yeah, for those of you on audio only, it's like a tissue box thick. Um, <laughs> and Doug just picked it up and started flipping through it and then just goes, I wish I knew more about history. I can tell you the entire history of Middle Earth and I don't know how Rome came to exist. And I feel like that's a problem. <laughs> those are, yeah, those are things that I would... um. I think would be important. Those are those are different. He goes, I know about those two brothers and them getting there, but then I don't know if that's real or mythology. Which two brothers? Romulus and Remus. <laughs> and like oh. oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that a myth? Yeah, no, that's the myth of the okay. beginning of Rome. Right. I was like, I I don't think that's really it's the myth yeah <laughs> yeah 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 um but and I so we're just talking about learning unfortunately none of my classes will be like really fun cool histories things it's like mm -hmm. the two classes I'm taking this term are the foundations of teaching English to speakers of other language and content methods of teaching mm -hmm. English to speakers of well, other languages that sounds thrilling <laughs> um that's not what I'm gonna take on Coursera. No, I, I can't imagine. Not not my first step. No. For sure these. For sure these. 
That's but you can tell me all about it and I'll listen to you. I'm sure you telling me is much more interesting than the actual class. Probably. I mean, my one professor is also my advisor and she's great, but like, if it doesn't mean the class is going to be any less boring. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe you should like bring pizza one night. Maybe. Like, spice it up or something. Love a good class. Like, we used to, they used to bring us um, king cake when I lived in New Orleans. Ugh. All the time for my night class, it made me so happy. Then I moved to New York. They don't know what that is here. <laughs> no, they don't. That is sad. Makes me so sad. You know what doesn't make me sad? What is that? Being inspired to live a more full life with some words oh. of wisdom. You know, I sure hope I can do this for you. Here we go. Don't be perfect. Be you. Don't be what you think they want you to be. Be what you know you are. Don't look outside yourself for anything. It's all within. Jackson Kittard. I like it. I like it a lot. I, I know that name, and I meant to look up who it was, and I did. So I don't know if I actually know that name or not. That's fine. I, I don't know that name, so it doesn't face me at all. Oh, cool. um, well, the other thing we're talking about today, things I do know names, Stargate, SG-1, Season 4, Episode 6, Window of Opportunity. Can I tell you the plot that I made for this episode before I watched it? Please. <laughs> so, I, as you know, I don't always read the title, but I try to read the title sometimes so I can, like, guess what it's going to be about. Like, like, right before I watch it, not, like, weeks in advance. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be an insane episode. The window of opportunity, what's going to happen is the SGC is, like, maintenance on the Stargate or something, something like that. And they're going to leave it unattended for long enough that a new race is going to come in and, like, attack the SGC. And we are going to have this insane showdown. And they're not going to be able to get the Stargate closed in time because it was just that window of opportunity. And that's how they got in and infiltrated SGC. And it's going to, like, like it's something that's going to, like, create this new thing that we're going to have to deal with moving forward. That's not the episode. But that is the yeah. episode I wrote before I watched it. Like, literally, like, within the 30 seconds that I read the title before I watched it. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if you are disappointed that it wasn't your episode or not. Um, because this episode is in fact rated 9.4 stars. I'm sorry. And it I'm... is critically acclaimed as the best episode of Stargate in this series. Okay. I have some thoughts. I This episode I won't I won't get super into it, but like it's a similar concept we've already seen. And I know, yeah. It's a similar pop culture concept and I don't understand what makes it critically acclaimed. I didn't hate it. It's not a terrible episode but I don't I don't get that. Most fans also think it's the best episode of the show. It's not just critics. Well, the fans are also confused. <laughs> um, um. Doug and I had a very long conversation about this today because I knew you were going to not feel that way. I knew you were going to hate the episode. And I told him that the reason you were going to hate the episode was that we have three Toker episodes back to back. And now we are back to being story of a week, the week, not serialized. And he goes, does Courtney not like story of the week? And I was like, no, no, she really doesn't. <laughs> but like, also like, I, I don't hate story of the week, but I, this show is so like mismatch, but like then sometimes I do. But also like it like that's not even the reason that I don't think it should be that highly rated. Oh, it's just yeah. that I don't think it brings enough newness, and I feel like like we've seen where they've lost their memory and like have been re things have been repeated in time and like Groundhog Day. Like this is not new the, concept. This Why? episode has some of the best dialogue in the entire show. Oh, it does have really this good dialogue. This show, this episode is 
so funny from top to bottom. And then the moments where it's not funny, it's like genuine, like deep right. feelings. Like, I don't think it's bad. I'd probably give it 8283. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad episode, but. I don't think it's a 9.4. Is that what you said? 9.4? 9.4. It may, if, if I'm not mistaken, it may be one of the highest rated on IMDb for the whole show. I don't think so. I think that that's incorrect. It's definitely the highest we've had so far because we have not had anything above yeah. a 9 so far. Um, and I also think that's incorrect. I will tell you, I agree. Dialogue was great. I think the story was good. I, I didn't hate it, but um yeah this is yeah i think it might be the highest rated episode of the show interesting like like i said it is often discussed as the episode in fact um I forgot that it was coming up and I had a very long conversation with my, my new friend at the Comic-Con about it the other day because it is just like that. Oh, there's one other episode that I found that is also 9.4 much later. Um, is it is it due to dialogue? Is it due to like, like structure of the episode? Like why is it 9.4? So I, I personally think... Uh, like I said, I love the dialogue in this episode. Um, yes. Um, I think, think it's fantastic. I also think that it um, gives you... It gives you some really good character moments, not just in dialogue, but in their actual behavior. And it also um, is, like, the rare moment for Jack to be a hero without having to rely on anyone else in true. both like in both his emotional stuff and the, his mental capability yeah. so are you also rating it a 9.4 like oh personally? i personally yeah i it's one of my favorite episodes of the show i don't know if i, I, I do 9.4 i can hear it like don't I, worry I, I don't know if I would do 9.4. I might just do like a solid nine. Like, but I, I do think it is, it has everything that you would want from the show, except aliens. <laughs> Interesting. And even then it does have aliens because it also, everything you yeah, learn sure. about the ancients in this episode and how they what their demise was and what they did to try to stop themselves from dying is super important later. Maybe, maybe it's a me thing because I do feel like I didn't like, I didn't learn enough. And I think it's because I didn't like, maybe because of the format of the episode being like Groundhog Day esque. Yeah. It like passed by me. That's true. Like, that's very fair because basically there's one scene where Daniel explains everything about this planet. And all of that information is the only information we gain this episode. And so if you're not listening to that one speech, you miss all of the, like, detail part of it. I was very distracted by the family. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, so Because I have been wanting to learn about the agents. This has been one of the things I have been interested in hearing about. Yes. So maybe it's because I, I didn't listen all the way at the right time. Maybe. So, um... This episode did come out on August 4th, 2000. Um, so, you know, still a long time ago. Um, same book, same song for our number ones. Um, but the number one movie, again, it's Friday. So every time we have an episode of Saturday, we have a new number one movie because it's whatever came out that week. Um, and the number one movie oh gosh, was the movie... Hollow Man. I did not watch this movie. I did not. I, I heard bad things about it. Was it Nick Cage? I don't. Was it Nick Cage? No, no, it's Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't watch it because it was a horror. Man. You're thinking of Wicker Man, yes. No, but Hollow Man is also a sci-fi horror movie that came out in 2000, which means I didn't watch it. But it's Kevin Bacon, and it does not have great reviews. 
I feel like like Kevin Bacon has his there's so many sci-fi horror movies he did that were like yeah. ended up coming out that people talk about later and I watched I've watched a couple of them and they're like not award-winning I will say no but they're enjoyable every time I watch one and so I bet I would like this movie um, I just love Kevin Bacon, though. So basically, this is it is only rated five point eight stars on IMDb, and the quick little blurb says a brilliant scientist's discovery renders him invisible, but transforms him into an omnipotent, dangerous megalomaniac. I bet I'd love it. I bet it's not good, but I bet I would love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably good, terrible horror. That's probably what we're talking. Um, but again, never seen it. Um, the other thing was, because once again, the summer of 2000 was apparently the most boring time in the history of the world. Um, well, we all survived. Have... Everyone thought they were going to die, and then we survived. So now everybody's like, I don't know what we're doing now. Like, Correct. We all made it. I mean, um, so on this day, two things happened that are of any note. Um, one is that George W. Bush officially accepted the nomination for the Republican Party. Um, yeah, that's the that's the time we're in. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Um, but more importantly, um, August fourth, two thousand, was the Queen Mother, uh, Queen Elizabeth's mom, uh, Lady Elizabeth, Lady Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. It was her one hundredth birthday, and she's. Alive. Absolutely, they stood out on the balcony of the uh, of Buckingham Palace and waved to the people. She died. She died um, in March of two thousand two when she was one hundred and one years old. I have a royal fact. I for my oh do you oh do you I I remember the Queen Mother's funeral. It was I was ten and I was very sad and I cried through the whole thing. I um was not I'm I'm still not like super but like was not royal family interested other than I was devastated about Diana and then hated the rest of them and was like bad, bad people. Yeah. And I um, never followed up after that. Um well the Queen Mother was um often voted in like polls as one of the best royals but then post diana's dying she was unanimously everyone's favorite royal like the queen mother was she was a gem maybe i'll look more into her maybe they have a course on her maybe she she died at 101 years old lots to talk about yeah i mean those those people live forever Oh my gosh, I know. I don't know what's in the water. Like, I need to marry a royal if I'm going to stay alive. No. There's no one left in my age, age range, but you know. That's not true. There's one no? who gave up. There's one who's close to our age who gave up his title, his place in line to the throne because he's Catholic. He's like 42nd in line to the throne, or he should be, but he's not because he gave up his line to the throne because he's Catholic. But like, he's not in the family anymore, then he's not going to live long. Mm, that's fair. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, don't I, know I need this like town of youth they have hidden somewhere that makes them live forever. Right. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. The episode was directed by Peter DeLuise. Hey. Um, hey. Who, who did actually make a cameo appearance in this episode once again. Um, it was written by Joseph Molozzi and Paul Mully. Have we talked about them? We sure have not. Okay, I was um, like, those sound like new people. Those are. I literally looked at the IMDb and I go, oh, fuck, I gotta talk about new people. <laughs> but to be name. fair, they're important people. So, um, Joseph Malozzi is known mostly as a producer, um, but also a writer. He did, was an executive producer and writer on all three Stargate series, including the fact that he is technically the showrunner for Stargate Atlantis. Okay. Um, he, this is the first of his 49 episodes for Stargate SG-1, so he will be back. From what we've seen before now, that we have completely new writers. Yeah. yeah. We have completely new writers, but they're writers that are 
going to continue writing and producing the show right. from here on out. So it makes sense that people like this episode because it's the beginning of their style and everything that they write for the show, they write together. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joseph Malozzi is very um, active on Twitter, except for that I think his Twitter was banned sometime this year. Um, according to his blog, his Twitter account was locked out. Um, but he has a disabled pug and he loves comic book art. Um, he is very, very, very active. Um, Paul Molly um, co-wrote everything on the show with um, Joseph Malozzi. I really could not find anything about him personally online, um, but they are both together. They created the show Dark Matter. Oh, okay. That's the Billy Crouch so, one? Yep. So they're big, big sci-fi guys. They do all this stuff together. And like I said, they're executive producers for the whole Stargate series going forward. Um, I do have a very, very, very fun fact about Joseph Molesey, but it's from a season 10 episode, so I can't tell you yet. That is the worst thing you've ever done to me. But it's fun. <laughs> um, the show was edited by Alan Lee, so that one is not a new name. Um, our guest star is Robin Mosley, who played uh, Malachi. Um, and he's known for Elf, Stargate, and The X-Files. Um, the X-Files, he was in three different episodes as three different characters, so not really a big thing. Um, and Elf, he played someone named Chuck. I don't remember Elf well enough to know who Chuck is. Um, also, wow. the last acting credit on his IMDb is from 2011, and I could not find any personal, like, social media or anything. So, it is what it is. <laughs> but, okay, those are all trivia pieces. I wrote the trivia, but then I made a note to not read them at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, what is that note? No, it, says, it says, don't read this. Um, <laughs> all right, so we start near a gate on a desert-looking planet mm -hmm. with um, a sun that has, like, a gigantic solar flare. Um, and they can't stay too long because, you know, fucking solar flare. But Daniel, mm -hmm. I wrote, but Daniel is off doing his Daniel thing um, in a temple ruin with some new guy. We have no idea who this person is, but Daniel's over there hanging out with him. He must not be all. He must not be a bad guy because they just like left Daniel alone with him. Right. Yeah. But um, Daniel's trying to translate all the like writing all over the runes, and um, even the new guy is like, "You should probably go back through the gate." He's like, and Daniel's like, "Don't worry about it. Sam will tell us when we don't, don't have totally time." And yeah. he was like, no, but like, you should, you should leave. And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. Um, and Daniel just starts like rambling about different Latin verbs and what the ancients speak. And then the new guy is like, the geomagnetic disturbance is at its peak. I have to do this now. You need to leave. And he was like, what are you talking about? And then he just shoots him. Oh. Yep. That's okay. That's how we start. Yep. Yep. Don't worry. We're not at the credits yet. Because no. Daniel getting shot, not the drama of the episode. Surprise. No. <laughs> um, but it does knock him unconscious. And then the guy starts, like, pressing buttons on the altar in the temple. Um, and we leave them. And we go back to Sam has just finished doing whatever she needed to do and set up. And she's like, okay, we're ready to leave. Jack calls Daniel. But he's unconscious, so he doesn't answer. And then this weird electricity field goes off and like starts doing things and it dials the gate. Um, and they find Daniel on the ground. So Teal and Jack are like, what the fuck? And attack the new guy. Um, and suddenly we see Fruit Loops. And Daniel is talking about his feelings. Um, but Jack is confused and has no idea how he got there. And then we have the credits. You know, so, maybe not to, I'm not going to harp on this, I promise. 
But, like, maybe the reason that this episode didn't hit for me, but it hit for everyone else, like, was because it did feel like such different style from the rest, like, because the writing was different, this, mm-hmm. like, new era of writing, and everyone else is, like, used to it and loves it, so it's, like, a fact, like, we love these people, we love this style, this is where it was created, that's the nostalgia of, like, we love this new era, and I'm just not ready for it yet, because I'm used to the, like, early stuff. And so maybe it's just that, like, I don't have the same love for it that everyone else does yet. And I will. I probably will. I mean, I haven't been thoroughly let down by Stargate yet, but maybe that's, that's why. Maybe. I, can... I don't know. I hmm. happen to think that half of the dialogue in this episode was actually just improv anyway. It's not, but it really feels like it. No, the dialogue was excellent. It's been some of my favorite, for sure. <laughs> um. So after the credits, Jack starts asking Sam and Daniel if they were just on another planet and they're like literally just eating breakfast. Like no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. That's sounds like it probably sounds like a crazy person to them. Yeah. Did you know right away what was going on? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I I like I didn't understand the science of it. but I and I didn't know it was gonna be like Groundhog style the whole episode but like I did know that like when we started I realized Jack was like we were just there I was like yeah something happened and that's why it was so sudden we came back from the planet like right okay but did I you didn't know that it was like stuck in a time loop you just obviously knew that something I knew that this was that but I didn't know it was gonna keep doing it over and over yeah I I thought initially that like it had reset and then it was like and that was it but that something major had gone missing and the team wasn't gonna know because they didn't realize they hadn't been there but jack was gonna be the one to figure out that like like something had been stolen from them or something like 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 that maybe not exactly that but okay that's where i thought it was gonna go well they go to a briefing and sam starts telling them about the solar flare and teal'c is just like this already happened yeah He's like so chill about it, like. And Jack's like, "Yep, I was just about to say that. I definitely already already know this." And Daniel and Hammond are like, "No, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I know." Um, and everyone's confused. And this is where we get the first um of some of the best dialogue in the world. Jack starts like naming things that they learned about the solar flare, and Sam is like, "How did you know that?" And uh. Hammond is like, maybe he read your brief. Daniel's face. <laughs> maybe he read your brief? Like, <laughs> like that, that doesn't sound, that can't be right. That doesn't sound right. Jack can't read. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, you're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. But, um, so uh, they take uh, the yeah, but everyone's confused because like they he knows things that he clearly could not know because he can't read. Um, and then the gate activates, and Jack's like, "Oh, it's SG twelve. And Ham's like, "SG twelve's not coming back for three days." And Teal's like, "Yeah, comes through." Sounds out for a second. I'm sorry, I don't know what happens, but it came back. So maybe you were just too far away from me. No, I did not hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Fuck this microphone. It's not. It's not even the microphone. It's my computer. I'm sure. But um. But so he and Doug's comment when um someone came through the gate was, "How do you not know the people on SG12? Like, are you that is isolated in your own bubble that it's just nameless dude on from SG12 who like broke his leg? You like don't know who it is? I mean, they're SG1." So like they don't have time to be worrying about SG twelve. Like maybe like maybe two through four they know, but like past that, they're like they're like e listers. Like they're not even hot dogs. So did you say they're not even hot dogs? <laughs> I thought they're not even top dogs. Oh. <laughs> but I like yours better. I like your hot dogs. But yeah, so then when um, Jack and Teal'c are able to um, correctly identify the gate activation, 
Um, everyone's like, something happened. <laughs> so they take them to uh, Janet for some testing. And while Janet is testing them, oh, Sam and Hammond are trying to like process what happened and they're having conversations about their own theories. <laughs> and um, Dr. Frazier is like, it seems like they're fine, but like we'll run some lab work. And Daniel is like, so what the fuck happened? And Teal and Jack give him the rundown of everything we just saw of how the mission went. Um, and Hammond is like, until we know what is going on, we're calling off the mission. Like, this is not going to work. Um, we can't go. Good try. Um, so... Daniel goes to talk to Jack about, like, the carvings and the ruins and ask for help. And some guards knock him over. And um, Jack is like, oh, I should have seen that coming with no emotion. No emotion. This And he is just, like, ruthless. Like, yeah. Um, poor Daniel. Uh, Doug also called this the Jack's Midlife Crisis episode. Um, mm. Mm. <laughs> That's fair. He, he has some apathy. <laughs> and he makes a lot of choices. Um, a lot of choices. So um, Sam also asked Jack. Like, Sam then sits down with Jack and she's like, what am I about to say? He's like, I don't fucking know. Like, the, we, the time loop is different. Because we didn't go on the mission. I, I don't know right. what you're about to tell me. Like so, we were on the planet at this time, at this point last time. Yeah. So um she starts talking about subspace fields and how she thinks he went back in time and like not that he's having memories of the future, but that he's in a time loop and something and blah blah blah. And she's like, and he's just like so glum about it. She's like, I'll do some I gotta do some more research. And he's like, Yeah, keep me apprised. <laughs> and I'm like, what, the, what is wrong with you? It's like every one of you is wrong. And I'm just going to keep saying that because you're not even going to know. Like, yeah. Right. Um, turns out the boys are absolutely fine. Um, there was no reason to cancel the mission. There's absolutely nothing wrong with them. Um, but then the gate gets all electrified, even though they didn't go on the mission and flashes back to Fruit Loops again. And that's when I was like, oh, it's Groundhog Day. Not yes. it's not just the one. It's not just the one time. Yes. Yes. That is um a thing. Um so they go to the briefing, and this time Jack and Teal are like, fuck this shit. We're not even gonna pretend. Mm -hmm. We're not sitting down. We're not doing this again. This is what happened last time. SG12 is back. <laughs> I will say that cracked me up. It's like in four, three, two, one, and nothing happened. And then, like, eventually, did he's like, ah, so close. <laughs> um, so Fraser examines them again, and Jack tells Hammond, he's like, postponing the mission's not going to help. This already happened. We postponed it last time, and it still happened. We're still stuck in the loop. Um, then uh, Daniel goes to ask some questions, and Jack just lets him get knocked over again. He doesn't even try to help. <laughs> You. Okay, you just yelled so loud that your microphone cut out entirely. I was yelling at Jack because he like never just like moves Daniel out of the way. Yeah. And I'm just like, why, why, why are you letting this happen? Yeah. Um, so then Jack and Teal go to see him and, and they're like, please just let us go back on the planet and figure this out. Like stop it from happening. Yeah. And I think, is this the first, uh, yeah, this is the first of the three bad example jokes. Yeah. Oh, he says, does, oh, it's Teal'c's face. He said, does this look like the face of a crazy man? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he just looks at Teal'c and goes, bad example. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we know Gay Teal'c is a crazy, but I mean, fine. He, he he is 
Like he does have a blonde goatee, black eyeshadow, and a okay. gold and gold like melded into his forehead. In that moment, he just, <laughs> he just made some bad beauty choices. Who hasn't though? Like I mean, we had spiked uh, frosted tips in the nineties, two thousands. Like I mean, just yeah, but two thousands, two thousands fashion is coming back, and I hate it. I'm here for it. I can't wait. Um, no. Mini vests and over big t-shirts? No. I'm, I'm down for that. Ugh. I love a good mini vest. Um, I'm trying to find what the other bad example was. Oh, okay. No, that's the last one. I don't remember what the first one was. I only remember that one, so I don't know. I don't remember what the first one is, but it definitely happened in threes. And the second one was teal. And the first one was something to do with um, something that Jack did that was stupid. Oh, he, he said something like, she was like, um, like she said something and he went to say it first, but it was something like super like, I don't know what you're oh, talking about. Oh, yeah. They were like, yeah. how did... Um, he goes, um, we have been there. No, we haven't. How did I know you were going to say that? And he goes, and Daniel goes, because what else would I have said? He goes, right. okay, bad example. Bad example. Yeah. Um, and so then the second bad example is Tilk looking like a crazy person. Um, so Hammond agrees, lets them go to the planet. They try to stop it. They run into Malachi and attack him. Um, because Jack and Tilk thinks that he must also remember something there. Um, so they go and they they are sure that Malachi must know something because like they remember things. So they assume that because he was also with them in that part of it, they he would remember something. Like, and he who else would have done this? <laughs> right. Um, and he is playing dumb. And even if he didn't do it on purpose, right. But he's playing dumb. He doesn't seem to know what they're doing. So Jack starts going through all his stuff. And um, he's like, I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm just an archaeologist. And Jack goes, what kind of archaeologist carries a gun? And Danny goes, uh, I do. And he goes, okay, bad example. (laughs) To be fair, I feel like most archaeologists do not carry weapons. Um, But Daniel just happens to work for the military. Like, uh, but like, when I think of fictional archaeologists, I think of when I think of archaeologists, the first three people that I think of, Daniel Jackson, Indiana Jones, River Song from Doctor Who, all three of them fucking carry weapons. Well, they're very specific examples. And like, uh, and like, I don't know. But like, real world, real world archaeologists. Yeah. I'm guess I'm guessing in the real world, world archaeologists don't do the things that Daniel Jackson, Indiana Jones, and River Song do. Like travel through time and space? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay, to be fair, Indiana Jones does not time travel. Well, he's the one I haven't seen. He's the one I haven't watched, so okay. I can't use him as an example. But he also, like, tries to steal things and, like, runs from boulders to, like, roll after him, like, those things are probably not everyday reenactments. That's true. Like, and he also fights Nazis. So, like... Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, this is an everyday archaeologist adventure. Yeah. From... Um, but then the machine starts activating and Malachi is like, yo, blah, 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 says something, and then he says Major Carter. And Jack's like, how do you how do you know your name? her name? And he goes, uh, you told it. And he goes, not this time we did it. Time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but so he basically admits he does know everything, but there's nothing they can do and he doesn't know how to stop it. And so they're all screwed. And once again, Jack wakes up in the commissary. Which like, I know he gets sick of Fruit Loops, but like there's worse things to wake up to. That's true. Like, I love a good Fruit Loop. I don't. Not every day. I don't like fruity cereals. I just love cereal. That's I, 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 I actually don't think I have any cereal here for the morning, and that's going to be really upsetting. I'm probably going to have to DoorDash cereal. I have those little cups that I keep at the office to have cereal, and mm. then I have a big box of Frosted Flakes in my, <laughs> in my cabinet. Like, 
I love cereal. I yeah. don't want a marshmallow cereal. Not a marshmallow, but the rest no. of them. No, I'm yeah. like a good, like, Golden Grahams, Frosted Flakes, like, anything that's, like, sweet but not fruity and not chocolatey. Cheerios to chocolate rice krispies, I mean, like, one, ex- one extreme to the next. I want all of them. Mm, okay. Um, so, uh, this time around, Jack and Teal absolutely aggressively stop. This is the time that they aggressively stop the briefing. And they're like, this is what happened. Um, (laughs) we just skip the med check this time and just listen to us. Um, so of course they don't skip the med check and they go back to Janet and this is, um, Doug literally kept pacing because he wanted to get to this line. He's an idiot. I love him. Um, but Jack literally stops Janet and goes, I just got to ask, what in my eye is going to tell you why this is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I just you know. Love- um, did we watch The Exorcist? Um, I had not yet at this point. But we have now. Things in your eyes can tell you what's happening. Yeah. Um, stay tuned on Thursday for that one. <laughs> um, but um, Sam and Hammond are doing their little walk down the hallway that we saw before. But this time, um, Sam's like, literally, Jack said big words by himself. Correctly. I, I think he's probably telling the truth. <laughs> Um, so they, Jack and Teal, um, go and get Daniel, and this time they keep him in the lab instead of letting him go in the hallway to get run over. And they're like, they're like, don't read the whole thing. Focus on the altar. The altar is the problem. We need to know what the words on the altar are. And Daniel gives this whole thing about needing to know context and read the whole thing. And they were like, no, stop. And this is where I stopped listening because I was so focused on the job. When I tell you, I felt like I was watching like something else. Like I was at a theater watching a performance, like because I was not listening. We're not there yet. Okay. Because then the phone rings and Sam calls and they go back to the briefing room and Sam's like, I think I figured it out. The electricity happened because somebody dialed into the gate. So if we dial out of the gate at the exact right time, it'll stop them from dialing in and it should break the time loop. So like, okay, logical plan, actually. Um, are you still there? Yeah. Yes. Oh, sorry. There? Yes. <laughs> you just said yes, but you didn't really say it loud enough and I didn't hear you. And oh. I couldn't tell if you were just like, agreeing with me vehemently or if the my speakers or your microphone or somebody was having a problem i was agreeing with you vehemently got it cool um so they go and they try to do it but the gate just like won't dial out it's just not happening and um it starts over again so then what's a good plan but it was, oh. but so then Jack and Teal go to Daniel. We skip right to that part, and they're like, <laughs> "You have already been working on this. We recorded everything you said yesterday, so we're just going to play it back for you, so you know where you left off." And then um, Jack realizes that um, that doesn't work because the recording wasn't recorded yet because they're in a time loop and teal because like i told you it wasn't gonna work and he's like shut up um so daniel is like well here's the thing the only way this is gonna work is if we work together and you and teal remember everything the tilku is not brother and jack yeah. does not know things work together that yeah 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 cool well the tilk looks very studious in the beginning. Tilk is, yeah. Tilk is very <laughs> studious and very easily distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, like most middle school boys who actually care. Yeah. Um, 
So then Sam also realizes on this this time around that there is a subspace bubble and the reason they can't dial out is because there are 14 planets or gates that are all connected and all of them are experiencing the same time loop. So there's literally 14 planets that are stuck in a time loop and Jack, Teal'c, and Malachi are the only three people on all 14 planets who know what's happening. Which is like super inconvenient. Super inconvenient. Um, so Sam's like, the only thing we can do is hope that Jack and Teal figure it out because we're going to forget by tomorrow. We forget we even had this conversation next time around. Um, so then Jack and Teal are trying to remember Daniel's notes. Um, but the loop starts again and, um, Jack is really upset at, upset that the loop's about to start again because he was not paying attention to Daniel in the morning in breakfast. And every time the loop starts again, he has to start by listening to Daniel ask him a question that he doesn't know what the question is. And Teal'c is like, you are not the only one who starts in discomfort. And turns out that every time Teal'c starts the loop, it's in the middle of him getting his face bashed in with the door. Hard. and he's complaining a lot less than jack i would be complaining more yeah um and he literally just goes to the guy the guy apologizes and he goes you've said that so many times next <laughs> time i'm not going to be for so forgiving <laughs> poor guy it's like i have but no like, fucking idea guy. yeah i was so lost um oh. so as the loops continue um, they're trying to help Daniel take notes. They are memorizing some things. They're helping Daniel, but they're also getting very distracted and learning how to juggle. Yeah. And um, that's when I stopped listening to Daniel because, like, their facial expressions while they were juggling, it was so funny, like, and just, like, their interaction that I did not focus on what Daniel was saying. Yeah. I don't remember which point of these loops we find this out, but basically... We find out, I didn't write down when they wrote it, so I'll just go into the details of what we find out now. Um, so in the research, in the studying, Daniel has discovered that the ancients created this machine in order to go back in time and prevent a plague that basically killed the entire ancient civilization. That is super important to know. Yes. Um, but... They never succeeded. They got stuck in a time loop and they spent like hundreds of years trying to get out of the time loop and get themselves back into the right time period and they never succeeded. So eventually, even the ancients gave up and let the plague wipe them out. See, that is all very important information that I did not hear because I was watching them juggle. Yes. So, so that's maybe, that why, that maybe that was a direction that maybe they shouldn't have chosen for this show. They should have been a little more like, listen to the story and don't watch Dylan and Silken But Jack. to be fair, that was way more entertaining. <laughs> it was so entertaining, but now I have no idea what's happened with the ancients. But, um, so yes, but, but so okay. basically, I don't need to know. Yeah, I'm basically, the ancients, this planet was um, a colony of the ancients, and the entire civilization of the ancients was wiped out. Um, and could not go back in time to stop whatever plague was that killed them. AKA, very important information because, um, you know, um, there's also a reference to the fifth race at some point where Daniel explains that Jack used to be able to speak this Latin language and whatnot. Um, and so there were some, like, throwbacks to genuinely important things, but also mostly we just watch stupid things because then in the level of stupid things while these boys are juggling daniel oh no first jack decides to take a loop off yep and goes batshit crazy and starts drawing <laughs> faces with ketchup and mustard and talking about how he's losing his mind like i get it though no oh, I, I like <laughs> That is my worst nightmare. I understand it's not going to happen because it's not real life, but my worst nightmare would be stuck in a time loop. It was something like literally anything, even the best day of my life, if it was in a time loop, I would lose my mind. So here's the thing. Agreed. 
except Doug and I were talking. Well, Doug, Dan, and I were all discussing the possibilities of what we would do if we were stuck in a time loop. And we all decided that, like, our Netflix cues and our YouTube cues, like our playlists, that's at 10 hours of video a day, like, that you can just watch. And you will remember having watched it, and you, no one else will have lost any time, and you can fucking catch up on everything. I guess that's true. If you're the one who knows, like... Yeah. But I, like, surely would, like... Like, you could never travel, because you couldn't go that far in 10 hours. Like, I mean, you could travel, like, a few hours out, but, like... You could never go to another country. Like Doug was like, what would you do with 10 hours? And Doug was like, I think I would kill someone just to know if, what it well, actually felt like to murder. Just to know Which if it actually... Sure. What? That's Happy Death Day. Mm. In the like, Yeah. Which was a short so- one to do horror movies and it's not available for free. But so he was like, I think I'd murder someone just to know what it feels like because it wouldn't matter because it would reset. And then, of course, Dan panicked because he's like, I live closer mm-hmm. to you than anyone else. You, you would kill, kill me. me. Right. Yeah. Um, and um, then we tried to figure out who we could assassinate because, like, you can't get to Russia in 10 hours. Sure. Yeah. So, correct. like, Putin off the list. Not because he's not, like, on the list, but because... <laughs> right. You can't cut that. Not available with yeah. <laughs> so, so we had a very um, philosophical discussion about what in our decisions are. If we're stuck in a loop with 10 hours, we would either catch up on our YouTube playlist or assassinate someone. And I don't know what that says about us as people. Mm-hmm. Well, like, my first thought would be, like, of course, like, I would want to catch up on my TV shows because, like, there's never any list right now. But eventually you would. Yeah. And there's no new stuff after that. So, like, you can't do this for the rest of your life. And I was like, man, I could, like, write a book if nobody's bothering me. But then, like, it's not going to save day to day. Exactly. That's, actually write the that's book, what, like, would drive me insane. Yeah. That's what, like, Doug was like, you can't play a video game be- unless it's one you could beat an entire day. Because if it's more than, like, 10 hours of playtime, if it's more than 10 hours of playtime, it resets. So true. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my yeah. gosh. It's devastating. Yeah. Could you imagine playing 10 hours of a video game and then it resetting? No, I would quit. I would like, never. Whenever touch it again. I forget to save after like a two-hour time span, I never play that game again because I'm so Correct. mad about it. Like in real yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, that's my new. That's my new nightmare. Specifically that. Yeah. Oh no. Um, oh no. But okay. So then, in the next loop, after uh, Jack has had ten hours to lose his mind and throw food around, um, they come back and they're doing some work again. And they're basically writing on the board for Daniel because at this point they know everything that Daniel has translated so far. And um, Daniel's like, man, I'm a little jealous that you guys like remember things because I feel like that would be the best time to do something completely ridiculous that you would never actually do in your own personal life because there are no consequences. Which inspires Teal'c and Jack to be complete <laughs> assholes. Yep, yep. Um, they start like Jack starts taking pottery classes. Um, just himself, not an actual class. He's just teaching himself pottery. Um, he's riding his bike throughout the base. Um, they start practicing golf. That was my favorite part. In it was so fun. In to the gate. Um, to which. Doug's other favorite line of the entire episode where uh, General Hammond yells at uh, Jack to see what he's doing and he's like, no! The middle is my back swing! <laughs> um, <sighs> and then we had Dan's favorite moment of the entire episode where he audibly squealed and made me pause it so he could freak out. Because Jack walks in to <laughs> The the ba- like the headquarters like the the main mm-hmm. room thing what is that the gate room I couldn't fucking think of the word yes. gate room um and wearing um a yellow safety colored sweater and a hat like a beanie and Hammond is like General O'Neill why are you General O'Neill like why are you out of uniform and he's like because I'm tendering my resignation. And he hands him the papers and he's like, why are you doing that? He's like, so that I can do this. And then he just grabs Sam and kisses her. Literally, Dan like squealed like a small child. 
Yeah, well, that is the correct reaction. That yes. is the correct reaction. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I when he walked in his letter, I was like, "What is? What is this man?" Yeah. Correct. His outfit changes in this episode. Yeah. Um. Um. But then, after a bunch of loops, they have finally translated the text, and they find out that they can break the loop if they press the buttons on the altar in the correct sequence to like un pause the loop so they go back to the planet um and they get to the altar but malachi has put up a force field around the altar so he can make it work um and at this point i go oh fuck i forgot because obviously i've seen this episode before but i had forgotten why malachi did everything he did earlier in the episode when we see malachi with a gun we also see that he has a picture of his wife with him yeah, well, she's dead. Um, which you probably could see coming. I I didn't because I didn't I didn't pay enough attention to it in the beginning. Mm, okay. I agree. If you had like paid the proper attention, you probably would have noticed why it yeah. was happening. Um, I just. I just didn't. I got to be fair, it wasn't until he put the force field up and was actively trying to continue working on it, despite knowing he was in the time loop, that I remembered that, oh yeah, he did have a real reason. Um, but So he decided he's going to try to go back in time the way the ancients did to um, see his wife, but not to save her. Because she has a congenital heart disease, and no matter where he went back in time, it couldn't stop that from happening and so he's just like an unhinged man grieving with way too much access to technology um and so they tell him what we learned about the ancients about the fact that the ancients never actually got the machines to work and they were stuck in the time loop and even the ancients gave up and he's like i don't believe you i need to go back and so jack tells him about charlie and he's like no i i do understand what you're feeling because I lost my son. But even if I could spend another day with him, if I ever had to live through him dying again, I couldn't do that. Could you? And Malachi realizes that, like, no. Like, even seeing her laugh and holding her again isn't worth losing her again. So he stops the machine. And they get home. And everything's okay. And they're back in the commissary for their next day of breakfast, which is finally actually the next day. And Jack is eating the largest bowl of oatmeal in the history of the world. And they were like, why? And he's like, I've had nothing to eat but Fruit Loops for longer than I know. I thought it was mashed potatoes at first. <laughs> it's fair. Um, we learned that, um, we learned that it was at least three months that they were looping. Which, like, would lose my mind. Correct. Would absolutely lose my mind. Yeah. Um, and then we find out, uh, well, and then Daniel brings up the question once again of um, if there was anything he did that, like, was horrible. And he goes, you know, you already asked me that question. And then he just kind of smirks at Sam. And we never see what happens next. And um, let it go. Yeah, it is pretty unfair that they just had two Jack Sam episodes in a row. And I know it's not going to happen again for a while. Like, <laughs> um, like obviously, I haven't seen it, but like, I know. yeah. Um, Doug literally goes, I'm so sorry, because he realized that Dan watched the last two episodes in a row with me, and he just goes, I'm so sorry, Dan. Just spoiler alerts. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, you didn't have to tell me. And I, I, I knew. Well, and then Daniel, Dan, my Dan goes, of course they don't. Like, they're consummate professionals. They're never going to break the rules. I get it. But also, I get it. <laughs> and as someone did, I mean, he didn't ask me out until literally the last day we technically worked together. So, like, I get it. Which is cute, yeah. But um, 
I have trivia. I love trivia. Um, I actually have quite a bit of trivia this time. Um, and actually, there's more trivia on the website that I just didn't feel like writing down um, because yeah. it some of it was spoilery and some of it was dumb. Um, like, okay, and so, yeah, like, the opportunity a year ago or so that Daniel refers to were the events of the fifth race. We knew that. Um, Peter Dalloway's had a cameo. Um, he was the guy who helped Daniel stand up after he got knocked over. Um, Don S. Davis and Robert Mosley both appeared in the same episode of MacGyver. Great. Um, O'Neill mentions Groundhog Day. Oh, and uh, tied with one other episode that I won't tell you about because it is not coming up for the highest rated episode of the series. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but um, and that one's a just straight spoiler. But the things that are great, real great trivia. And the Fruit Loops on Jack's spoon um, were glued to the spoon so that every time we flashed into the loop, they'd be the exact same spoon of Fruit Loops, which is why he doesn't ever eat them. That's very cute. I like it. Um, this one, this piece of trivia uh, supposedly comes directly from Christopher Judge himself in an interview at a Comic-Con. Uh, Christopher Judge said, um, not to me, unfortunately, but he did say that um, he, because Christopher Judge is actually a very good golfer, that is like a known thing. Um, and so all of the shots that he made, um, he actually did just like shoot them up. But apparently Richard Dean Anderson, not a good golfer even a little bit. And so the balls that Jack shoots are CGI'd because he could not make them <laughs> at all. Poor thing. Poor thing. Um, the Latin for novice books that um, Jack was reading, if you noticed on the cover, it said written by uh, Joseph Malozzi, who is the writer what? of this episode. Oh, I always miss those. And um, we know that they were looping for about three months, um, but there were 22 different iterations of the loop depicted in the episode. <laughs> so many, so many. Yeah. But also they were only looping 10 hours at a time. So it wasn't like a whole day. It was 10 hours. Yeah. So it's 10 hours over and over or for three, three months. months. Which is like six yeah. of days. So wait, hold on. Three months is how many days? Like ninety. Yeah, about ninety. So say it's ninety days times twenty-four hours in a day divided by ten hours in the loop. That's two hundred and sixteen times they went through that loop minimum. Because um, Sam says they don't know when the Togra first tried to get hold of them. Right. Right. So minimum, they did that loop 216 times. Would lose my mind. Would lose my mind. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts? I, I feel like I've uh, exhausted myself. <laughs> so. That's, I, I do. I will say, I did really like the style. I did really like it. But it does feel different than what I'm used to. And if they're going to go in this direction, based off of something like this, I do see how it became a little bit more like pop culture because it was less like um, inundated sci-fi. Like sometimes it gets a little bit slower than the episodes we've seen. Yeah. And this one didn't feel that way. And so I think I'm just not, I'm just not used to this, this version of Stargate yet. Even though it's not like out of, it didn't feel out of place, but yeah. I, I could see how it's like a change in direction still. So I think I would just in off area. But, but I'm excited to see where we're going forward. Um, I did love this episode. I love the dialogue. Um, love the wardrobe changes, like I said. Yeah. Love Jack. So. Um, next week's episode is 
very different from this. Great. Love it. Yep. Yep. Not surprised at all. Um, <laughs> but I will say, um, the thing I will give you as a spoiler is that it expands the Stargate universe, not in the way you might think. Okay. Okay. And I feel very comfortable leaving you the vaguest thing ever because you're going to have to watch the episode tomorrow. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, I do. Yep. You are absolutely correct. We just talked we, about that. that we are, now. we are, we have some weird schedule things coming up. So we're recording in literally two days. So I don't mind giving you really shitty vague <laughs> spoilers because we're watching the episodes tomorrow. Sorry, rest of the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I do, I love an expansion. I love when we have an expansion, so I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. All right. Well, if you... Wait, uh, wait. Oh. I haven't been able to punch anyone. Oh my gosh, I forgot that we did that. I forgot that we do that, because there was really no... we've only done it for, what, three years now? It's fine. 251 episodes before this. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) who... Not, not long at all. No, not long at all. Who would you like to punch in the face? I mean, Malachi. Like, I feel bad for him, but I also, like, he's really screwing a lot of things up. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I'm not everyone else. Yeah, um, I... I don't really know that there is anybody else... Um, the guy that hit Tilk in the face with the door. Yeah, I was going to say, I might have to punch the guy who hit <laughs> Tilk in the face with the door because I don't know that there is anyone else. Yeah. He, I, I mean, it's not really that. his fault. He made a clumsy mistake once and then had to relive it 217 <laughs> times without knowing that he was reliving it 217 times. Right. But, like, it's the only negative thing that really happens. So. Yeah. Who is your MVP? I mean, Jack. Yeah. Like, who's the MVP? It's Jack. It's Jack. There, There isn't really another answer, but obviously um, I will give it to Teal then because you gave it to Jack because um, <laughs> um, mostly entirely for the look on his face when Jack said, does that look like the face of a crazy man to you? <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah. So, because this was... Maybe, maybe that's why I love the episode so much because it's a Jack episode, and we all know how I feel about Jack. Like, I, I mean, he's a fan favorite. Like, I, I yeah. understand that. Yeah. So, I get it. I need to meet him again so that I can actually get his autograph because I didn't last time. Yeah, that's fine. I also just randomly started googling Michael Shanks today because I want to meet him too, but it's fine. I also have no money to meet anyone, so I don't know why I'm doing that. Um. But if you uh, have ideas or money and you want to share it with us, <laughs> yeah. um, my favorite yeah. transition to the end so far. Um, you can email us at deathandaliens at gmail.com or follow us on all of the social media at death and aliens. You can follow me personally everywhere at E M K A Y underscore superstar. And you can follow me at cecloud13. And with that, we will see you for um, our Thriller Thursday episode this week where we follow up some craziness. Yep. Wild. Wild. All right. See you later. Bye.